Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots, and welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am here today, as I endeavor to always be, with my husband and co host, JC Hall, who's making Bobblehead JC. Bobblehead JC on the YouTube channel this morning. <laughs> Trying to make me smile. Chris Ann had a slow-moving morning this morning. Not ready to go, so JC had to do the bobblehead. Get me all ramped up, ready to go. (laughs) I am happy to be here. You know, we talked about, yesterday we talked about the the Manafort scam, and there's a brand new deal, a a brand new breakthrough today in the Manafort uh, case. They're calling it the... Manafort bombshell. So yeah, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's roll over or die in prison. Yeah, absolutely. That's the new deal. So here's the thing. So this judge, this federal court judge, uh, I had her name here just a second ago, uh, has decided that Manafort intentionally lied to special counsel Robert Mueller's office, breaking his plea agreement. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, it means he gets all his property back. No, all the auction has to go on hold, right? No. Well, I mean, part of the plea deal was forfeit this property. So yeah. Can they keep selling his property if there's no longer this- right? if there's no longer a plea deal? Then you need a new plea deal, which means. The other stuff's not part of the plea deal, so give yeah. the man his property back. That's usually the way it works, but so judge, I, I would be, and that's what I would be if I were him. I was like, okay, you want to cancel my pre- plea deal? All right, then that's canceled. Okay, give me my property back, and we'll start fresh. But JC, here's, that's how here's it's, the new plea deal. He, that's I'll how sit it's here supposed to work. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. But judge, here's her name, Judge Amy Berman Jackson. Okay. Uh, writes that uh, because she finds that Manafort intentionally denied, the only thing she's removing from the plea deal. So the plea deal is is broken, right? So he broke the condition that he cannot lie. Because every plea deal has this condition that says you cannot violate the law, okay? Mm-hmm. And so he broke the plea deal, which uh, means he cannot lie. He he committed perjury sure. to Manafort, right? And so 
now, oh, and I loved in this article uh, here on, who do I have on CNN? CNN? CNN says, Manafort was convicted of various financial crimes in August and then cut the deal to plead guilty to two charges of conspiracy and witness tampering. So it says, in all, what we were talking about yesterday, Jackson lied, Jackson determined Manafort intentionally lied about $125,000 he received for the legal bills about another unnamed Justice Department criminal investigation, another secret investigation, uh-huh. right? About his interactions with longtime Russian associate uh, Konstantin Kilimnik. 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 While he was campaign chairman and uh, later. Now, here's the thing. He, she finds that he violates the pr- plea deal, but that he is still bound by what he agreed to in the plea. So he cannot retract his guilty plea, but... He cannot get a reduced sentence like the plea deal required uh, in, in, in the plea deal. Yeah. So basically what she said was, uh, you lied, and so you don't get the benefit of your plea deal, but you get all the bad stuff too. I'm going to suggest to you what's important is what she didn't say. Right. Which is... The FBI has informed me, or or Special Counsel Robert Mueller has informed me, that they don't have anything about Russian collusion that they can stick to the president. So, we're going to throw you in prison, and you're going to die in prison unless you say that you were directed by the Trump campaign to coordinate with Kalimnik, who has ties to Russian intelligence. Yeah. So that, that, I believe that's what was the claim is the reduced sentence was a condition of his cooperation. OK, he claims I cooperated. I answered every question you wanted. His attorney's like, what more do you want this man to do? Say that Trump colluded. And they said, because you did not tell us what we wanted to hear. We're going to conclude that you lied about something that wasn't even a crime. Right. That's so it's $125,000 in negotiated legal fees. Let me, let me put this again. This is not a crime. It's $125,000 in negotiated legal plea, uh, fees that he had with a client whom he could have as a client. It was not treason to have that client. Sure. And if he can't have that guy as a client... Then ninety five of your ninety five percent of your large corporation corporate law firms, who deal with international law, should be in a cell with Manafort. Should be in a cell with Manafort. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is this is you. So there's you, no renegotiating of the plea. There's nothing at all. It's we've determined that you lied but about something that was not a crime. But it's just what we were talking about yesterday. How that the techniques that so the techniques that the government will use to right turn the thumb screws and get what they get what they want. So you, JC, this is what you see, what we predicted. This is this is what makes me so angry, JC. It totally makes me so angry. I don't know why some people go to law school 
and you you probably know me better than any person on this planet other than maybe my father and my mother, but maybe that's arguable at this point because I'm a different person than when I live with them. But you know why I went to law school, right? I am a justice-minded per- person, not social justice, right? Right. But I am, I, that is my, my spirit is driven by this differentiation between right and wrong. That's just, that's just who I am. And to see the complete and utter degradation of the legal system by this political cabal, it just, it makes me angry to the point of, of repulsion. Literally, I want to f- throw up. At, at what I see our court system become. Because at this point, what is left? Yeah. What is left? Well, now, th- I know historically, JC, that, that political cabals <laughs> use the co- court systems as the first means of destruction, right? But there's always still some remnant with within that process. I don't even see that anymore. Yeah. Well, they had that one, I guess that one judge... Like you can, you know, sometimes you'll find a judge here or there. So, uh, you know, but it's being wielded like a sledgehammer. I mean, think about if you're, if you're in this situation, and this is this is the pressure now, and so he he's literally uh, likely to die in prison. So right? this attorney, this so judge. So what would you say, right? What would you say you face that? And they say this is this is what we want to know. This is what we want to hear. Right. I think nine people out of ten, they're going to tell them. Exactly what, what they want to hear. That's why torture doesn't work, by the way, because yeah. eventually somebody's going to tell you what you want to hear to stop whatever torture is happening. Sure. And that's this is what this is, JC. This is torture. Yeah. This is judicial no tor- torture. This is worse than waterboarding. Right. This is because in 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 that's kind of a physical thing you can you can escape from. Or you die. This is this is mental. This is psychological. This is torture of the worst kind because there is no escape. I found it peculiar how this CNN article was written. And they they spent a lot of time just throughout the entire article. They spent a lot of time saying, you know, well, he might have lied about this, you know, just just because of his relationships with with these people you know he was he advised a russian politician in the ukraine right we lobbied for this russian politician in the ukraine but jc wasn't that before the election no, was before. no listen to me uh-huh. the point is they they making this thing of saying uh you know it may have had nothing to do with the campaign and no no nothing to do with collusion so he, he may have lied just just because you know he's dealing with some heavyweights that he owed money to you know, and he didn't want to make them mad. They keep it's so it's really peculiar how they seem to be trying to steer away from Russian collusion mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, he probably lied." You know, just because these these big Russian guys, he don't want to make mad. Well, here's the thing: the judge says twice in her order that the two topics Man- Paul Manafort lied about were uh, Kalim- Kalimnik. Uh-huh. And uh, and the payments he received for his legal bills right. that they were material to the investigation. How can you even stink and know that? 
How can you know what's material to the investigation when you have warrants that are not specific to anything? Well, it's just the idea this guy's Russian, so... Anybody that's Russian means Russian collusion. So Manafort, two years ago, during lunch, ate at a Russian restaurant and had a bowl of borscht. And he didn't tell the 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 uh, uh, Mueller investigation about it. So that's material to the investigation yeah. because he was in the Russian district in, uh, in San Francisco and ate at a Russian restaurant and had a bowl of borscht. It's kind of like, hey, we're at war with Japan, so just because you're Japanese, you go into a prison camp. Right, just Such. because you're Russian and you talk to a Russian, so you must be colluding with bad guys. Well, we collude with bad guys all <laughs> so the time. So that's why she's saying this scene. material to the investigation. It's it's a joke. It is a complete and utter farce of due process, and the American people ought to be outraged about this. We ought to be literally stringing up effigies in trees over stuff like this. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Uh, J.C., did you see this this new headline? Yeah, but I was going to say you must have shaken off all the, like, uh, what do you call them? Never Trump, uh, never Trumpers from the previous shows because I don't see, like, when we would do what we just did, mm-hmm. where that they don't comprehend that it's a defense of due process, not right. a defense of Trump. So I, right. I don't see a lot of those, those comments and attacks anymore. So they must have gone away. I don't know. You must not have a big Never Trump following anymore. I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> they just realized that we're. Maybe maybe they've accepted the fact that we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. Or maybe they still don't like due process while Trump is in <laughs> in uh, in the presidency. Maybe they'll like it once some you know a Bush or somebody's in there. Bush, which would be kind of the Bush tw- Bush number twelve. Right. Bush number twelve. All right. So I wanted to show you this. You saw this, right? So this is an amazing article. Uh, I actually found it in Politico this morning. So uh, we talked um, about Gavin Newsom's whole new, uh, his his big speech that he gave in California. Who is he? He's the new governor. Oh, the governor, governor Gavin Newsom. That's right. Right. So we talked about his speech because he's he's all about taking guns from people and that stuff. So there's another sure. aspect to the speech that sort of missed my radar. And it came up in uh, uh, I guess it didn't miss Donald Trump's radar. So um, <laughs> Gavin Newsom <laughs> get, stands up and gives this speech in California about how this high speed rail <laughs> Uh, Endeavor is a boondoggle, right? He says it's going to cost too much. It's going to take too much time. And there's no way that we are going to get it, uh, get it done. And uh, because of that speech, Donald Trump is like, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean? You're not going to get it done. The federal government has sent you three point five billion dollars. Really? To get this done. 
$3.5 billion. Dollars. sent $3.5 billion so that California could build a high-speed rail? Yes. Wow. Yes. See, I, I think we, we tried we did when we did the high-speed rail in Florida. I don't think that involved federal funds, did no, it? No, it did not. It, it, it involved an, an idiotic constitutional amendment that almost bankrupted the state, but yeah. it, didn't, it didn't involve federal funds that I'm aware of. I don't know. Maybe I it did. There was some sort of... Uh, <clears throat> shadowy cabal of business and, and oh yeah uh, yeah yeah some yeah. weird interest there there was weird things going on i'm not with sure that, if, i don't think work. it was federal but i imagine that the state <clears throat> lost some money out of that anyway but anyway yeah. so donald trump tweeted that california owes the federal government three and a half billion dollars and we want our money back now right okay, so there's your wall <laughs> right Seriously, $3.5 billion in federal funding allocated to this project. And Donald Trump says, I want it back. All right. So now Newsom is in this Twitter war with with uh, with Trump. And he says it, he tweets Newsom tweets. The train is leaving the station. Better get on board. Uh, also, are you desperately searching for some wall money? <laughs> Seriously, though, the state received $2.6 billion in 2010 through the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act and received an additional $929 million the following year for a total of $3.5 billion. And here's the thing. They had a deadline of September of 2017 to have this thing done, and it was not done. Yeah. So they applied so for an extension, okay? So they have an extension until December of 2022 to get this thing done. And a California auditor's report says, no, we can't do it. It can't do it. We can't do it for the money that you've given us, and we can't get it done by December t uh, 2022. So here's the thing. The auditor tells... Jerry Brown, who was the then governor, and who is now obviously on notice to Newsom that, hey, you're going to have to pay this $3.5 billion back if we miss the deadline. Mm -hmm. So how do you stand up and be the governor and say, sorry, we're not going to get this done? And then when the feds, federal government asks for, let, let, let's just put this right, the people's money back. Right. Because this is not federal government money. This is people of Florida money. This is people of Iowa money. This is people of Texas money. This is people of Idaho money. We want our money back. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Right now, JC, our longtime liberty-loving patriots are going, right? Just over the idea that we're sending nine point, uh, we're sending two point six billion dollars through something called the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. 
are we are are we back in the days of FDR and Woodrow Wilson here? What in the world is going on? I thought we were supposed to have a conservative, fiscally conservative Republican majority in 2010. Man, the stuff we the, the amount of money the federal government throws around makes FDR look like a chump. I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> what we do today is not. Oh my goodness, FDR could not have dreamt of how much money the federal government, this federal government, gives away. Here's the thing: not only, not only for uh, boondoggles like this, but then I mean, the same level of billions overseas to this country, is that, and what that this country, is about? and this project, and whatever. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But first off, I mean, as listeners and and and, and Liberty First Brigade knows, this. This money shouldn't be being sent there in the first place. Not for in the first like place. This. Not in the first place. Well, the, fir- the federal Build your government. Own stinking rail. Yeah. The federal government is not supposed to be spreading the wealth, right? We have a social. Donald Trump says America will never be a socialist government. Hello, Donald Trump. We are already a socialist government. Yeah. Our federal government has been in the business of redistribution of wealth for a really, really long time. And, you know, this. History. We don't teach this, right? Because obviously it's useless. But when the the Articles of Confederation were in dispute, JC, part a, a major part of that dispute was the redistribution of resources and funds by the federal government from one state to another. Yeah. In this case, it was particularly inequitable treaties. We nearly went to civil war when the Articles of Confederation were in place because of this very thing. But, you know, this is, this is one of the reasons why they don't do an actual budget. This is why there's omnibus bills. Right, and these so we've got to have acts. a continuing spending resolution. Yep. So they come up with these acts and different things, and they, you know, this money comes at different times. So nobody can track. What's going on? The people are unaware of how the spending is taking place, where the spending is going. So keep people in the dark as much as they can. And, and they've been doing this for decades. And Donald Trump, remember, Donald Trump said, I'm not signing another one of these. Well, here we are, looming again, and he's and he's fixing to sign something. Sign something without without his border wall provision. You know what's the crazy thing about this? There's actually tons of money to build this wall that oh, he could please. I mean, the way that they operate, there's tons of ways that he could get this thing built. And you know what? I'm sorry. I I there's even without national emergency by the way. Okay, we don't there's not that's not even constitutional. I saw this article. Here's how Trump can get the rest of his wall money without a shutdown or emergency. Okay, do you know how much that headline angers me? Because, because number one, all right, it's not Trump's wall. That's how you keep this political division. It's not Trump's wall. Okay, it is border security for um, it's border security for Texas. For Arizona, for New Mexico, for California. For America. For America. It is America's border border security. We got to stop this garbage about Trump's wall. Number two, do you know why that angers me, JC? Because it's not just, it's not Trump's authority to do this. 
If Congress refuses, whose authority is it, JC? States. It's the state's authority. <laughs> JC, I don't know. With your well, permission, with he- your permission, I would like to do a special show on Saturday about why it's the state's authority and not Trump's authority. We can we can do a couple sections where well, we just quickly go through the constitutional platform that we call America's Constitutional Republic on how if the Congress fails, it's the state's authority. What do you say? Well, can we do that? Yeah. Well, to be clear, it, it's it's his authority through his agencies that Congress has already already uh I already passed the laws. Yes. I mean, the uniform, whatever, rules, rules naturalization, naturalization, whatever. So we already have the laws. We already have the agencies. So it's it's enforce the law, and it's, and it's part of it. So what you're talking about is when, when they won't do it. Non-allocated spending he could use <laughs> that's money what, on. And that's, I think, what this article is about, and that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. So in reality, um, he doesn't need Congress in that sense. He doesn't right. need them to really do anything right to, to be honest he could and it's not bypassing congress mm-hmm. because it's already happened the laws right. are already there right and then the funds are in the different agencies so the so the agencies have a budget right they say okay here is this x amount of money to do your job right that's your budget mm-hmm. within that amount of money they've been allocated then then they you know, they do their day-to-day thing and decide where this money goes. So, like, one of the things has been talked about with the drug enforcement. So here is this <clears throat> here's this money you, you've been given to stop the flow of drugs smuggling into the country. And so they say this is a drug corridor. And so in order to stop the drugs from flowing in in this drug corridor, we're mm-hmm. going to put a wall up. Mm-hmm. And so they could use that money. There's like, I don't know how many billions there. Um so there are a couple other things of of how uh, these agencies can, you know, can basically just do it and spend the money on the one thing instead of the other thing. We've, so we've talked about this like on multiple dollars. shows, JC. I know that we've talked about this on multiple shows. We've talked about the non-allocated funding. We've talked no. about the discretionary funding. There's no reason for any of this drama, period. Yeah. And the fact that... that we the the American people and those are things are not unconstitutional in the sense of right, like the national emergencies that give president extra powers right. that the constitution right. doesn't. Think. So this is money that has already been sent to the executive branch by the legislative branch, which is the proper flow of spending. Right. Right. So the proper flow of spending is that the money comes from the uh, legislative branch allocated to the. Uh, executive branch. Now, the unconstitutionality of the way it works is that they just give money without uh, without specific allocation, right? That's the unconstitutionality. There's supposed to be specific spending for every dollar. Everything's supposed to be tied up into a specific thing. And there's not supposed to be discretionaries or non-allocated. So that's the thing. But the the the, the fact that that money is already sitting in the executive branch ought to be then at the discretion of the president to use it to for the enforcement of the laws. That's part of the role of the president, Article mm-hmm. 2, to faithfully execute the laws of Congress. Right. So to faithfully execute the laws of Congress... Donald Trump has plenty of money sitting in the executive branch, unallocated, and he could just 
He could skim it from the other uh, non-designated funds to do this. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why the American people have to be in this this stinking stranglehold of drama and, ooh, government shutdown in order to get anything done. This is to shape thought. I mean, this is all drama for a purpose. This is to shape opinions and thought. I mean, I think I was looking at the gun thing, and you you see how how the— uh, support Which goes up and down, and, and it has to do with how the media shapes and manipulates the the conversation. So this thing, all this drama, is targeting the American people to make them have certain opinions. So this is what you were talking about the the drama of gun stuff. Yes, yeah, so one of like the latest NPR Marist poll or what have you. Uh, you know, somehow they figure out this representative sample, blah, 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 which is always kind of dubious to me. Oh, yeah, right. But they figured out their representative stamp sample. But yeah, but nevertheless, you can see, you know, where people are now. And you kind of see over the years. So this this graph, I think, starts back in 91. 90, yeah. And, and uh, do you think laws covering the sale of guns should be more strict, less strict, or kept as they are? So you see the more strict, so more stricter gun laws. You see from uh, from early 90s, this general downward trend where that people are saying, you know, no, 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 we don't want stricter gun laws. And then suddenly in uh, 2013, you see this spike and then a general overall upward trend. Uh-huh. And that's with these high profile uh, shootings and right. in particular the way the media uh, reports it and focuses it, and then some of these groups, you know, that work together with the media to go out and push this agenda. So you can see in about the last five years uh, the way that these groups have tried to shape public opinion with these thoughts, and you, so you've seen that trend. Now, interestingly, which is what, this is what we were arguing uh, when, when Flor- after the Parkland shooting, when Flo- these Florida legislatures, right. morons, uh, did what they did. You you see in each one of the events, so all of those spikes uh, are connected to a shooting. So what happens is we want stricter gun laws. That goes up, right, spikes, mm-hmm. and then it goes back down. Somebody gets shot, oh, we need stricter gun laws. That spikes, goes back down. So the the story was talking about how that the people who want stricter gun laws was 71%, you know, around that time, and now it's gone down, back mm-hmm. down, to 51 percent after all in connection with the Parkland shooting. And and that happens every time, which is what we were saying. Like, come on, legislators, you you only got a short time to have to stand for your principles. So take take the heat, stand for your principles, stop this knee jerk reaction, because the public opinion is going to change very soon. So this is they were talking about 30 days later. It dropped 20 percentage points in 30 days. So these freaking moronic. Legislators in Florida could not stand their ground for a month. Right. They had to go out and, and, and uh, pass this gun confiscation laws and say that people, even though they could serve in the military um, at 18, uh, they weren't, uh, weren't uh, you know, able to, to have a firearm uh, of their own. So, but it's interesting to, to, see, um, it's to see these trends. Right, and so that's why we have out. all this this crazy stuff right. about the wall going same, on. Same, same. So same process uh, with the wall. So here's here's your dilemma, right? How how do we escape from the constant barrage of manipulation 
by the media, uh, which is actually pointed manipulation. Remember, it was Eric Holder who gave a speech in 92 that said, we've got to brainwash people to think differently about guns. And now the American people are being brainwashed to think differently about government as a whole. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, before we go today, I, I wanted to bring out one last point about um, about the high-speed rail there in California. Remember, Newsom gave his speech, said it's not possible. Donald Trump says, okay, then give the federal government and its money back. Um, there's there's this really interesting um, debate that happened in Congress about federal funding uh, back in uh, the early 1800s. And uh, it, it happened that the legislators uh, who were uh, trying to defend the people's rights said, look, this is not federal money. This is public funds. And it's our it's, it's the people's money in our trust. I have um, an article at chrisannhall.com uh, about government charity, why government charity is unconstitutional. It's based on that argument that the government can't give what is not theirs. And that's what's going on with this high-speed rail thing. But, J.C., Donald Trump... Uh, his his verbiage his his verbiage is wrong, but he's right. Federal California should have to refund that money to the trust of the people because they gave it to them and they're not using it. But here's the catch, JC: it's already spent. Yeah, no doubt. No, no, no. that's what the auditor's report says. Yeah. Hey guys, you gotta be uh, you gotta be aware that we're gonna have to pay this back. But the two point six billion has already been spent. This California State Auditor notes. So, what are you gonna do? FYI, Manafort's in jail for this ac- uh, uh, accusation, right? Fraud. Fraud and lying on a loan agreement. Yeah. So lying these on guys, a loan agreement. So now you got. We're going to build a high-speed rail. Okay, here's money. Oh, we didn't build a high-speed rail. You just lied on your loan application. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a loan <laughs> from the federal government to do something you said you were going right. to do that you did not and are not going to do and can't do. And and now he's still lying. I mean, he's tweeting the train is leaving the station. Right. The train, no, the auditor told you this can't even be done. Right. And you spent $2.6 billion fraudulently fraudulently, on what? So, you know, and, and so regular people go to jail for this. And politicians, they do whatever they want. People who get federal grant money know. That they, if they don't produce what the federal government is expecting, the, the little guy has to pay back that money. I mean, we've been, when I worked with the Christian Law Association, we we had cr- uh, Christian groups who got grant money all the time saying, the government doesn't uh, want their money back because they don't see blah, 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 blah. But, you know, we didn't meet one, two, three conditions of the grant. What do we do? Pay the money back. Yeah. Well. And now California. Here's what Newsom says. Newsom said, 
and that it would cost too much and take too long. He says there's been too little oversight, not enough transparency. Right now, there simply isn't a path to get from Sacramento to San Diego, let alone from San Francisco to L.A. Mm-hmm. And now, now the off his office CNN report or Politico reports is is working hard to try to backtrack that Newsom has canceled these uh, hi- the high speed rail. Well, of course now because he ran his mouth and now they the California has got to come up with at least two point six billion. That's B billion dollars that they've already spent. And here's the question: What? On what? Where is it? Where is it? You lied, California. You lied. Government of California. You lied, and now we want our money back. The American people want their money back. So this will be another reason for them to push to win in 2020 because they'll be hoping – there's somebody there that's not going to put the squeeze on them. Well, let me ask you. We covered uh, last this week about uh, Matt Gates putting forward a resolution, equal justice, right, so that all in government will be accountable to the same laws that the individuals are. Mm-hmm. And Gates's resolution is that going to cover when the when the legislators of California have spent money and made fraudulent grant pleads to the federal government? Need some of those Jerry Brown for prison 2020. Somebody's got to somebody's got to stand accountable for this. If we're not going to get 2.6 billion dollars of our tax, that's your money, America. You worked for that money and some people in California lost it. You know, they didn't lose it, but they spent it. We want to know what they spent it on. We want to know where that money is and we want our money back. Thanks guys. See you next time. <laughs>